Oh, wait a minute. I'd like to propose a toast to my family. Someday soon, you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this. That were good. Cheers. It's Good Times with Steve Simone. We're finally back. We're going to bring you as much joy as possible. I'm so excited, Lee. We have Uncle Joey hanging out this week. Happy Family Day today. Uh, Joey, I can't thank you enough for being here, number one, for your friendship, and then for the treats you just brought. The shrimp, clams, mozzarella. Forget about it. This is what it's all about. Yeah. People... Are getting into different things now. You got into cooking, and yep. I gotta support you now. When you're, I ventures. can't wait. You take pictures of food. <laughs> I'm fucking, uh, my ring goes off, <laughs> and I fucking go outside, and there's just a sandwich. <laughs> but just a sandwich. Nobody does that. Like nobody does that. Just a sandwich wrapped up, nice, nice. Or, yeah, they he brought rigatoni over. Oh, it's so fuck. good. Yeah. Oh my god, and I ate a piece of it because my wife had already cooked dinner. And that's why I got to stop eating the edibles because I dove into it that night. But there was still a huge piece for lunch the next day. Oh, that's day. the best feeling. He's, he's famous. I had a buddy from back home call me and say, hey, can you give me Steve Simone's pizza, pizza recipe? Beautiful. <laughs> I call him every day for, what, for lunch just in case I'm thinking something. <laughs> and I can tell my wife, honey, what do you think about cooking this? Steve Simone. Well, don't, don't, then go eat with fucking Steve Simone. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. I'm just trying to spread a little joy. You know, food. That's it. It's like and a hug walking. you can eat. I know you're taking fucking. I know. I hope Lee's got his sneakers on. Yeah, we're gonna go for a walk after yeah, this. Right from here, right now. We're gonna go meet Jimmy Schubert. Go for SPF a walk. Number two on. Come back. Pick up the shrimp. Yep. Go home. Take a nap, and you're waking up to fucking shrimp parmesan. Ugh. Or you could steam the clam, Steve. You could make a spaghetti and clam. Sauce. That's what I was thinking. I nice. was thinking about maybe doing a a, a, a spicy marinara with the clams. And and the shrimp, like maybe almost like a fruit de mar, kind of. That's a fucking killer. That's a killer. And save six of the shrimp for a shrimp cocktail. Or to save horse. the shrimp for a shrimp scampi. But or do a weekend. clams. Those I know. Are fresh. They just caught those this morning. I saw the Chinese guy dropping them off <laughs> with 10 masks on and a fucking astronaut helmet. <laughs> now, like, you could deliver food, but you got to put an astronaut helmet on. <laughs> oh, I man. Love, I love shrimp. Like, Shrimp is something like I, I haven't really cooked very much. It was just like that. That was like a, when you were going to a restaurant, you got like fancy stuff. Yeah, I, it was always a celebration food. Yeah. Like, what? We're going out to eat? Are we allowed to get shrimp? Yeah. 
shrimp cocktail is like the most expensive thing on any menu. Mm-hmm. But that Joey always gets it. That's that's how I knew, that's how I knew I like Joey because shrimp cocktail. It's so basic. It's like it's, it's almost kind of like sushi, but not really. It's oh, it's so delicious. I started with shrimp cocktail. My mom was a big shrimp cocktailer with a beer. Oh. She opened <laughs> yeah. up a shrimp cocktail with a beer. And when I was a kid, way before Fire Island was known for being gay, yeah. my mom would go, what are you doing right now? Nothing. You want to go to Fire Island? And i go, fuck yeah, we take a cab to Fire Island. My, me and my mom, she'd get, get on the bar, we get a double whiskey, and she'd start ordering. Get uh. Two dozen clams on a half shell. And I remember sitting there going, I'm not eating those clams. <laughs> I don't like those either. And that bitch put some horseradish on it with a fucking... Tart, a little piece of that red stuff. Oh, yeah. Cocktail yeah. sauce? Cocktail sauce. Yeah, with a little horseradish. Just try it. If you try it, I'll let you taste the beer. Because by that time, I used to like beer. I was like seven or eight. <laughs> and I said, she goes, I'll let you down it with the beer. Wow. This one you could drink at a bar. Yeah, Nobody yeah. would say nothing to you. Yeah, good and times. I remember just eating it. And just the way the horseradish mixes with the cocktail sauce and the clam uh. goes down your throat. I mean, I... I Anytime you eat a clam like that, you're like, I wonder what gay guys feel like when they swallow. Because that's what it feels like, a little lump of sperm that's that's spicy. You know what I'm saying? A little spicy sperm. And I remember eating and losing my fucking mind. And my mom had a whole different respect. We'd go and just chug clams on a half shell, fried shrimp. You know, Fire Island was just known for all these. My mother loved lobster. You know, my father... Family, Spain conquered Cuba, mm-hmm. and then Cuba won their independence from Spain, and blah blah blah. But my father was very, very his family was very traditional Spain. Okay, so there was a rumor going around for a while. Like I know it didn't end up well. I think my mother told my mother-in-law to go fuck herself. Yeah, fuck you and your cunty ways. I mean, no, no, it was bad. Real, yeah, yeah. it was real. But for six months, they wanted my mother to move in. This is how Spanish moms are, yeah. like Italian moms. Yep. You had to move in with the mother to learn how the to cook. cook the recipes that, that your son likes. Oh, I've like, heard that. I still want that. Can they do that now? So my mom <laughs> had to move in with them. And my mom was like, they were, oh. they were fucking the most uptight people. They were from Spain. Yeah. Like aristocratic my almost, right? My mom was like a country Cuban chick. And she's yeah. like, that town give me orders. And one day I sat him down. I said, listen, you <laughs> fucking Spanish fucks. I'm the boss of this fucking house, and that was it. So I grew up eating, like, uh, my mom would go, this is your father's favorite dish. During lunch, she would make a fish soup mm-hmm. that she would break with her fingers, mm. and the fish, she would take all the... Uh, all the bones out? The bones out for me. But it was like a, a, a chicken noodle soup, mm-hmm. except with fish that was broken down Ooh. to the lowest denominator. It's like when you take crabs, blue crabs, and yeah. put them in a sauce. Yes, that's my favorite meal. When you take the crabs out, the, you cook the crab so much that it dissolves into the sauce. It's the best flavor and there you, is. And every time you eat it, you can taste the, the crab. Yeah, That's what a lot of people don't understand, even with lobster. Like Cubans make that lobster where they take the lobster tail cold. They freeze it, mm-hmm. and they cut it cold into little pieces. Then they throw it into a marico. You know, that's family shit. And you, you, it's, you throw How some shrimp in there. How long do you cook there. it for? You Hours? You throw olive, tomato paste, 
And it's like this Cajun, Cuban type langota enchilada, it's called. Oh, that sounds awesome. You know, all it. So now over the break, for years, my daughter, when she was born, she would eat the dark salmon, mm-hmm. the shit that you take the fork and push to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes like the Hudson River. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my daughter would eat the skin as a child, as a baby, all that salmon. Now she does. So she got turned off to lobster, uh, lobster salmon. We never again did she eat fish until the break. Gotcha. I made her eat a shrimp one day. I go, it's in your blood. Yeah. You're going to eat it eventually. So yeah. now she fucking asked mom, can I get three shrimp? Oh, that's great. So she'll get three McNuggets, three of fucking <laughs> of those little Mexican shrimp. And she's, she's happy as a pig and shit. <laughs> so it's really weird what's in your blood. I love it. Eventually you're going to eat it. She's going to eat it. I know you're going to eat it. She told me the other day, I don't like lobster. That's fine. For now. in the future. Yeah. I was thinking I ordered some lobster tails and shit like that online because it's the only place you can get them around here. Yeah, I think that's one of the blessings of this is that you can order the food you want from anywhere in the country right now. Like that crab cake you gave me last week was one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten. Oh, my God. I I ate it in half. How big was it? What did I tell you? My wife made two of them. I go, I don't know why you made two of them. Nobody's appetite is the same. No. Nobody's out. We've lost a third of our appetite, even with the marijuana. Yeah. I've lost a third of my <laughs> fucking appetite. So. It's true. Like, I, I made some, I made meatballs last week, but so I had a little bit of that, and the pork was in the gravy, and had a little bowl of that, but for the appetizer was the crab cake. I was already full when I got halfway through the crab cake, so I just put it to the side, and then I ate it for lunch the next day. It was even more delicious the next day. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good the next day. Yeah, you know, I... I when you cook at home, like a guy like you right now, you can just cook so much. Yeah. And then it comes to a point after the fifth week that exactly everything tastes the same. Yeah. I don't care if you're fucking the dude with the spiked up hair, Jim Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dives, dives, and automobiles. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't give a fuck. Even if he comes over to your house. Yep. After five weeks, everything's going to start tasting like... Yeah, you get sick of it. Like everything. So you have to... Break it up. Like tonight, I'm definitely ordering pizza. You're going to get it from the wagon? Yeah, it's going to be 107 degrees. Yeah. It's going to be 100 degrees. I don't want my wife in that fucking kitchen killing herself. Yeah. She made oatmeal for breakfast. Let her make lunch. She's going to make a nice big lunch. Mm-hmm. And then later. And that that Sicilian pie. Delicious. Last three days in my house. Yeah. Wow. We put it in containers, and we just reheat it in the oven. Oh. So that $19 is three fucking meals. Yep. And it's delicious. You can't beat that. It's one of my favorite things to listen, eat in LA. Listen, I can't live. Listen, I am a native New Yorker. Yep. And I'm not a knucklehead. You guys know. I, but the bagels. Yeah, right. I'm not one of those guys. But there's one thing I do like. What were we talking about? Pizza. Sicilian pizza. I love pizza. I don't, again, I don't want to sound like an asshole. They've ruined the art of pizza out here. Yeah. You know, for years, you got to order it from the Mexican, then he's got to put it on a piece of paper, and she <laughs> gives it to another Mexican, then he's got to turn around, throw it in the oven, then you sit down and you wait 10 minutes to get a slice. That's not what a slice is. Yeah. A slice is a way of thinking. It's on a move. Yeah. So you get the slice. But because of growing up there, I got to really honest with you. Before marijuana and before anything, my addiction was pizza. Oh, yeah. From 86, there was a place on 86th Street and Broadway 
that if I didn't have that pizza every day, I would lose my mind. It got to the point my mom would go, Jesus Christ, why don't you just move in over there? Get a job. <laughs> every day I got a cheese slice. I remember running there, they got a cheese slice because that was the snack of the day. It was either an apple or a slice of pizza. Take that apple and shove it up your mother's ass, all right? I'm going to go get you know, a slice. I used to go to the PAL. I was part of the PAL uh, as a kid. And they give you those fucking convict lunches, you know, whatever. <laughs> the box lunch. If they didn't make lunch, they bring it all there, like at 1.30, like for all the convicts. Some bags had a little blood on them. Like the convict <laughs> threw it back. I ain't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and you got like a ham and cheese sandwich. Uh... You got like a, a pudding, maybe yeah. a little orange drink, a milk, an apple, and they would, you know, give you that shit. Yeah, I would look at it. Yeah, I want to be part of the club. I eat half the sandwich, and I'm yeah. like, "What are you crazy? Yeah, I don't eat this." Yeah, and I hold on. My mother called me, and I just run to 86 feet. I still remember just sprinting down fucking <laughs> Amsterdam. And I cut through the Broadway, and they'd be waiting for me. I think I even had a tab. My mother, as a kid, as a kid, my that's mother, hysterical. My mother, because next to next door to it was Carter's, where you bought kids' clothes. Uh-huh. So every time my mom would go by, what's he owe you? Twenty two dollars. And then my mom, and across the street was a Blimpy base. And my deepest memory of that Blimpy base was getting caught by a truant officer playing hooky in the first or second grade. You were playing hooky in first grade. I was playing hooky, like whenever I would walk to school, I'm like. I don't feel like going to school today. <laughs> My mom would walk me to the steps, and I would walk up and go, you know what? Not today. <laughs> would you have a little buddy that would play hooky with you, or would you do it no, solo? No, I would do it by myself because wow. I was an immigrant, and I wanted to see the city, and I was embarrassed, and I was so insecure. Yeah. So I would walk around the city by myself. I knew my mom wasn't going to answer the phone. Yeah. I would turn the phones off on purpose. I did so many things to my mom in those days. Like, let's say, let's say, <laughs> let's say you called me and you said, you want to go out to play at 10? And I would wake my mom up at like, uh, you know, 10 to 10 and go, mom, I want to go outside. And she'd go two more hours. I go, fuck. And I figured out what a, what if I push the clocks forward, right? So <laughs> that's just how it pushed the clocks forward. And one day I remember her coming home going, I don't know what the fuck's going on. She goes, I got up and went to work in a rush. And it was three hours. <laughs> so I always did those tricks to her. Like, but, you know, I, I got, I would turn the phones off every morning. <laughs> Except, except for the living room phone. So I would turn her phone off. In the old days, a phone had a switch in the back. To turn oh, the, yeah, that little like turn black the, thing to turn, turn the, the ringer, ringer off. off. So I turned the ringer off in her bedroom. I knew that the book was going to call her. Yeah. So she'd eventually get up at 11, but truant officers, they would call from the school in those days Nine. 50%. Okay. 50% you had a chance. It was a 50-50 chance. And I would just walk around, you know, and go to the city and fucking, and here I am, six or seven. Yeah. Would you go back to the school to get home? Like, how would you get picked up at the end of the day? No, I would just walk walk home, right? I would just meet the kids and walk home and pray that she didn't say nothing. (laughs) So one day I bump into the truant officer. (laughs) He said, what are you doing? 
Because, you know, we didn't go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you mean you go for a walk? For I'm a resting. Walk. What do you mean you're resting? Yeah, when I mean, you go to the beach was, or a park? This is one of the classic Joey Diaz kid stories. <laughs> and I remember saying to him, like, by this time, I had seen what a bribe was. <laughs> and I go, he goes, so what are you going to do? It's time to take you back to school. And I go, no, no, no. I got to eat something first. I go, let me buy you a sandwich. I took him to 86th Street to the Blimpy base. And I remember an adult sitting there while I said, I got a sandwich that's going to knock you side. <laughs> I got him a roast beef with Swiss, with uh, with vinegar and oil, with lettuce, oh, and tomato, yeah, onions, yeah, heavy yeah. on the salt and pepper. And I just sat on that white bread they used to have, about yep. a 12-inch. And we both sat there and ate the sandwich. And he goes, listen, <laughs> you seem like an all right guy. You just don't want to go to school today. I go, nah, I got A's and shit, but I'm just not in the mood. He goes, all right, walk out the back door. And I walked out the back door down the Riverside oh. Drive. He never said nothing to me. I never said nothing to him. That's. And I think we went to my house. <laughs> and he wanted to knock on the door. But the Puerto Rican lady next door had a job. Mm-hmm. So I told him that's where I lived. And we kept knocking. And I'm like, Ma, don't open up the door. Please, whatever you do, don't open up the door. <laughs> and no, my mom didn't open up the door because it was the door next, next door. Next door. Dog, I did tricks like that for years. This is the family hour. That's that should be a TV show. Oh my god, you have six-year-old no, Joey! You have no idea the mind I had to have in those days to go out. But I always got a slice of pizza. I was addicted to pizza, and here nobody sells your slice. Yeah. Well, the slices really do suck. Yeah. So it's when I get that. Wagon, Mercy yeah. eats a slice for dinner. I eat a slice, and my wife eats a slice. That leaves six slices. Yep. They're huge. Yep. For 19 bucks, you eat three fucking times. And the pizza's delicious. And delicious. it eats up even better the next day. You Especially the oven, Sicilian. You throw it in the oven, and you go for Sometimes you just have a cold. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. That stuff you got to eat hot. Well, his stuff. Domino's, you eat cold because you don't want to taste it anyway. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You don't want to know what it tastes like anyway. You're like, fuck it, I'll eat it cold. His place, I go, I mean, I, I can walk there from my place. So if I feel like a slice, I can just go in. It's great. And you can just pick out like what looks good today. Oh, I haven't tried that one yet. I love it. Shout out to Anthony. At my wife Pizza loves Lion. that place. The way they treat her, mm-hmm. how they treat people. They take you 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And that's what's going to matter. That's what's going to value after all this is over. Absolutely. Is that the people that took care of you during this time. Like anybody, anywhere I go, man, I thank the people. Me I too. I a couple dollars extra. Me too. Thank you for being here. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I would have told this motherfucker to suck my dick. And when he would have said he would have canceled the employment, I would have robbed the joint. I would have lit it on fire. You want? I'm doing, <laughs> you pay me 600 a week, I'm getting 1000 I'm going back to work. Yeah, out of your mind. Go get something else to make sandwiches. <laughs> You said something that I was talking to Steve about on our walk the other day. Like, my dad would always take me to the bar, and sit, then we get appetizers, and I'd get a Shirley Temple, and he'd get like a scotch or something. And you just you can't do that anymore. But like, how how awesome was it with your mom? Like, as a kid sitting at the bar, it felt so. I felt so adult. I felt so cool. Any bar I would go to with my mom, I sat at the bar and I would drink a Shirley Temple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I never drank alcohol. Let's clarify that. That was only when I ate something. Yeah, and it was a little. Yeah, everyone finished the. the My mom would give me a drink of beer. beer, Yeah, and I would get dizzy and shit. (laughs) And then she would make fun of me. Look at you, you fucking punk. You can't hold your liquor. I'm like, hey, you just gave me a shot of tequila. 
I'm at the Chinese joint. Because I got turned off the booze early. I saw her drinking. My mom would drink Italian red wine mm-hmm. with the little casing around it. Yeah, that old school bottle. It's called Bino Sanso. My mom would love that shit. She mm-hmm. would drink two shots before she went to bed. It's great. So one night I was like three. Right after my dad died, I watched the three or four. I watched her do two shots, and I went to she went to bed. And I go, let me get myself two shots. And I started drinking it and drinking it and drinking it. And dog, I got fucked up. So fucked up that when my mom woke up, she couldn't find me. So she called the cops. Oh, no. She thought I strolled off and they searched through the house and I was in the closet. <laughs> Passed out, diarrhea, puke all over me. Oh, That's man. That's my hatred to alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, right there. You never wanted, probably didn't even want to smell it forever. Now they would have put my mother in jail. Like if your kid drinks a bottle of booze, you, you don't throw your. If your kids are playing in the backyard nowadays, they want to throw the parents in jail. So it was kind of weird that the cops were like, "Ah, it happens." Different times. It happens. Better times, I think. People were a lot less uptight back then. And but I still remember. I had two things that made me cool. Hmm. I had a an above the ground pool, which Lee and I discussed on my podcast. Which made me cool for about a year. For about a year, I could see everybody wanted to be your friend. But then, for two, then two people got in ground pools, and there I stood with my dick in my head. <laughs> Nobody wanted to come over no more. I got so embarrassed, I had them taken down. And what was the other thing? I had my mother had a bar, and that made me the coolest kid. Cool. Right? There's a kid in New Jersey, Dean Laprete, that till this day sings praises of me. Because if you play wiffle ball with me afterward, I go, you guys thirsty? And they would go, yeah. So I walk over to my mother's bar. Because in those days, you had an option, a hose. Right. You drank from the hose coming out Sizzling of the Sizzling hot water. In this fucking, tasted disgusting. Tasted lot. like the hose. We used to play wiffle ball in this parking lot next to a fish market. So you'd play out there and it Whoa. smelled like shit. <laughs> it smelled like that. That we played wiffle ball out there. It was, But it was across the street from a, a bakery called Speakerman's Bakery. I don't know if Speakerman's Jewish. But that was where my love of Jewish people started. Mm-hmm. They made a strawberry shortcake Ooh. that would make your fucking head bang out. And they had all those cookies with the chocolate with the sprinkles at the end. Yeah. Like they had, like, it was a combination Italian, Jewish bakery that was huge. I still remember picking a number and you were like 40 deep. You know, like you had to catch them early, like 901. And this what? is 1973. So and it was it like they give you those those white boxes where they tie them up in the string? The string, the string holding one of those boxes by the string is still one of my favorite That's feelings favorite in life. When you I walk love into that house with that string, oh. people, you bring in joy. You're yes. delivering joy. Fuck the Red Cross with a needle. <laughs> exactly. I want that malaria shot. Like I want a black dick in my ass. You know what I'm saying? Bring me a strawberry shortcake. Watch oh, these motherfuckers. The string. Bro, let me tell you, it's like so weird that here in this society today, people go to Denny's. They go out to eat. Where I come from, Steve Simone's the first man up. Even though you and me maybe didn't go to mass and our parents went to mass at 11, yeah, Steve didn't like 11 o'clock mass. Steve already decided that 7.30 is the way to go. It's half hour, it's in and out. Done. And you're done. But guess what Steve does at 801? What? He shoots to the bakery. Because Steve knows that nobody's going to be there. Because at 10 o'clock, the bakeries are going to get packed. Because everybody's leaving mass. As a family from church, you send the family home or everybody goes to the bakery. Yeah. And then, you know, at first, everybody goes in. 
But then your father can't take the three kids going, I want cookies. I want this. Shut the fuck. I want Shrevedel. Yeah. I want coffee cake. Go fuck yourself. You get what I bring you, you fucking little nasty <laughs> cockfuckers. And no croissants. We ain't fags here. And then he, he go in and he come out with a strawberry shortcake uh. and a fucking crumb cake. And oh, go, my and God. Go, a good crumb cake. And you go back to that home after church and you didn't have like a mini christian thing like a mini catholic thing you just sat around the adults drank coffee yeah and fucking ate the crumb cake and you drank a soda until an argument started and then it got good that's when it got interesting yeah. that's when you could slip an extra piece of strawberry shortcake without nobody seeing <laughs> so great my wife makes strawberry shortcake i want to put a gun in my mouth because it's completely different what her idea of strawberry shortcake is and what my idea is coming from that jersey neighborhood are two different fucking things but that Sunday after church, that's a big family. It's thing a sacred time. From. 12 to 1, 11.30 to 1, and it's not eaten. It's like light yeah. because the big dinner's coming. The meatballs yeah, are a couple, on. There, you can the smell them in the background. Right now, it's like a light antipasto and those two desserts. Can you imagine opening up with dessert at 12.30? Knowing that yeah. you got, it's like when Paulie describes Thanksgiving to the black guy when they're unloading the, the turkeys off the thing, and he goes, "You guys have a great thank you." He goes, "That's because you never had the Y.O. style." He goes, first the antipast, then the manigat, yeah. then this, then the bird." I remember my first Thanksgiving without pasta, without without a like we would do lasagna or z like manicot stuffed shells would be big. Uh, One o'clock to warm up. That's a the, Dallas game. Yep, meatballs, sausage, maybe brazil. We're gonna eat it four. Yeah. But at one, we got the Dallas game. So yep. mom's got to pop something out. A tray with salamis and crackers and cheese. Oh, oh the best. And they're playing music in the back. Mario Lanza. Give, yeah. me, give me one more chance. <laughs> <laughs> when my mother died, this sweet Italian family took me in. Mm-hmm. And the father wouldn't even go to church. He'd get up at 7 and go to Hoboken. Mr. Bender, rest in peace. When you woke up on Sunday from snorting 20 pills and whatever, yeah. I'd go downstairs and he'd have, because he owned the deli in Hoboken, so he'd make all those Italian sandwiches and cut them finger style. Ooh. That's where Subway stole the idea yeah. from, by the way, was Jimmy Bender. Subway, I'm going to suit him pretty soon out of respect. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he would get like the skinny Italian bread. Yeah, almost like a breadstick kind of. Like a breadstick. And he would get bread mm-hmm. and crumb cake and strawberry shortcake. So you woke up to fucking a can of Coke and a piece of hot, warm yeah. Italian bread with butter. You know, that's when there was no keto. Nobody was on keto then. If somebody even said keto when you had that piece of bread in your hand, they got it thrown right in their fucking face. Aren't you on keto? Yeah, here's my keto. Bah! I would love to open up a restaurant just called Carbs. And it's all of that stuff. The opposite, go the opposite of keto. The fresh bread, the smell of a Sunday morning. Like Sundays used to feel like Sunday, and I'm trying to bring that back. Like the last couple always, of Sundays. This is why I never work Sundays. Yeah. I never work. So I'll work Sunday night if I'm in town. Uh, God knows when we'll work again. But I'm saying that sundays was always special to me yeah sundays growing up in my house meant my mom started cooking at 11 started drinking at 10 yeah 
God forbid it was baseball season. God forbid. Twenty I people Sunday come over. Afternoon games were my so house, much fun. And they would put they were Puerto Ricans, so they would get another TV and put it on top, top of the, of the one TV. TV. So you could watch two games? Yes, at once. That's so the great. Yankees were up on top and the Mets were on the bottom. How awesome is that? And you're yelling and screaming and fucking drinking <laughs> and you know, there'd be bocadito for Cubans, we'd have these little sandwiches, olive. It's like made with deviled ham and olives, Ooh. and they whip it up with cream cheese, and they put it in the bread, and they cut the corners off. Mm. Cuban moms cut the corners off, dog. Fuck that. We don't eat corners in Cuba. So they cut them off for superstitious purposes, <laughs> and then we'd make the croqueta, like uh, these croquetas, ham ones. So delicious. Like a thousand of them. And potato balls, homemade, when they come out. And then she'd, she'd also make something that nobody even talks about no more. Cap's brains, sliced thin, breaded. Italians eat deep, Italians eat Jesus that. Jesus, with lemon on it. You don't even know. Lee, I would go. No, I've, I've had the veal. chicken. I've had real. Eat the chicken and you go. You'd eat it and go, this chicken's great. And I'd go, <laughs> those are calf's brains, bitch. <laughs> and you'd look at me like, this is fucking superb. And then after that, we talked for three hours. People would bust my balls. Hey, you get your dick sucked yet? Yeah, and you're like, I remember nine. being a kid, and my guy would, you getting your dick sucked yet? And I'm like, what are you talking about? My mom's in the other room. <laughs> you never got your dick sucked, you little fag. All that shit. <laughs> and then you eat. It's the greatest. I've been listening to Sinatra again to try to make it feel like Sunday. Because in Philly, there's the, on the radio, there was a guy named Sid Mark, and he would go, Sunday with? Sinatra. Yeah, I do that too sometimes. I do it on a Tuesday. If I'm feeling in a Sinatra type of day, like when I'm feeling really ballsy, yeah. Sinatra's on. Because to me, he was the epitome of balls. He's from Hoboken. Yeah. I grew up with the people he grew up with. Like the kids I grew up with, their parents grew up with Sinatra. That's Nine cool. out of ten of them have Sinatra's A Sinatra story. story? Yeah. And then when I watched the Sinatra documentary mm-hmm. on HBO, I think it was. I never saw it. It really enlightened me. There was a time when the Irish wouldn't let the Italians come up above 9th Street. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with that, the kids from those parents, and that resentment that they had, not towards the Irish, but to being held down, was passed on to their kids. And that's the, these kids that I've been having called into my podcast, the Mm Avillos, the Colangelos, the Castellitos. Great names. They all have that. They all have Hoboken blood to them. Yeah. All of them migrated to North Bergen. North Bergen is like Studio City to New York City. Yes. You know, it it was a little more family-oriented. That's where I grew up. I grew up in Delaware County, which is like the suburb of South Philly, where people just moved out. Oh, we're going to go to Springfield. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, I... I, uh, This whole crisis if you want to call it that because i always knew there'd be a silver lining yeah for me has made my family what i always envisioned a family to be since i was six Mm. that's what i wanted i didn't get it but i got it now we're a fucking family i don't mind spending time with that little girl that little girl's a blast yesterday yeah i brought her here yesterday to a podcast we're getting ready to go and she wanted to do arts and crafts on the podcast that she does for Mother's Day, and she forgot it. She had a little nervous breakdown. Yeah, it's a big deal when you're <clears throat> you know. But the nervous breakdown was also what's going on. Yeah, it's frustration. 
How's she dealing with it? She's, you know what, bro? I'm trying to give her the Diaz mentality, not the, not my wife. So yesterday she sat here and she was slumped over. And I go, what, what do you want to do? I go, anyway, you put it to craps, wouldn't have sold on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I go, you never see a chef when you do a cooking show cutting everything up. No, yeah. they just show you a quarter ounce of mushrooms. You know, when you watch Guy Fieri, yeah. they don't show the chef there for an No, hour. none of the prep people work. turn it off. Yeah. So I'm like, people don't want to see that, Mercy. I go, if you want to do a video on it, yeah, but it's not going to come across the podcast. Mm-hmm. I go, on top of that, the podcast is about Mother's Day and what your mother means to you and how much you love mommy. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like that. <laughs> so she sat on the couch there like with a look and after five minutes I go let's pack it up and go home no 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 so she got up and she sat in this chair uh-huh. and she was drooping and I go what are you going to do and she goes well I said I really want to do I go sometimes things don't work out like they used to I go you got and I go, so what do you want to do you want to do a podcast or you want to go to your room and sit there without TV like a mook the rest of the afternoon <laughs> and she goes I don't know it's a tough decision <laughs> So after I gave her five more minutes, we got here at one. It was one thirty. I go, listen, you got five minutes. You could either put your big girl pants on, like you did the other day at the park when you got back on the bicycle after you fell twice. Mm-hmm. Step up to the mic and do the bed podcast you could do, or you could put your baby pants on and we'll go back to the house and you could soak in your fucking room. Did she do the podcast. She looked at me for four minutes. <laughs> like she just eyeballed me like you motherfucker. <laughs> I had my feet up like fucking Liberace, like this with my head. Uh-huh. And I pulled my leg over. And go, all right, let's go. And she goes, no, Dad, let's do the podcast. She all right. put everything together. I had wiped it all down. She wrote the date. We did the podcast, and I took her to climb on a fucking tree. Perfect. Till four, and she got two stars. And I told her, I go, you got two stars because you had a decision to make and you made the right one. And look, you did a great fucking podcast. That's awesome. You understand me? So I give her a little 40 bucks a month. <laughs> I got, you know, I'm working on it. She's got to start from the bottom. I can't, you know. That's great. But those lessons, she's going to have those lessons forever. And they're on tape. She gets to watch them and go, I didn't like that, daddy. Then don't do it. I told you to stop jiggling. Stay on your mark. Yeah. You got to brush your hair. You got to do all that shit. So she watches them now. So now she's put more effort into them. So it's family shit. This is what I need to do now. It's everything. My wife's like, thank you for watching. I'm like, why do you thank me? That insults me. It's my job. Yeah. I have to take her. You think I really want to get up with a kid? Look at the size of me and get on a bike yeah. with one gear and pedal with her on Colfax. People beeping at me. Go kill yourself. Yeah. The other day, some guy's like, ah. You know, like, hey, fat man, get off the bike. I'm on, like, a fucking cruiser. I'm 57 years old, but that's what I need to do right now. Yeah. Because if I cave on her, then she's going to grow up fucked up. I told her yesterday. I go, I told her in the morning. I go, you know why I work here yesterday? Oh, no, no. Look at yesterday. Yesterday, I really fucked the world up. Because you motherfuckers (laughs) know I'm a drill sergeant. I'm not trying to raise a fucking... uh, I'm not trying to raise some fucking mook here. I'm trying to raise some. That's yesterday. What are they, cones? What are you running a combine? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting her ready. She got 13 years for the Olympics. (laughs) 
<laughs> By that time, COVID will be gone. Look at that. I got a dribbling. Oh, Perfectly. Awesome. Like Pistol Pete Maravich, like his father. Oh, my gosh. Look at her look go. At, look at the size of the distance. None of you can do this. I did it one time. I had to sit down and pray. <laughs> one time. Oh, team. my gosh. She does it from one side to, you know, the church on whatever, on Moore Park and Colfax, the parking lot there? There. So she's part of the church. She's allowed to go there. So I take her down there. Sometimes I work her with the bike, but I bring the basketball because I'm a fucking genius. I see the cones, and I shoot with her, and then she shoots. And then after that, I go, let's do this. And I start going around the cones. I did it one time, almost had a yes. yeah, But a I did it. it. You got to cross over, cross over, cross over. And then I got her, and we did just two cones. Just chest passing, going side to side laterally to get her ready to get the ball to shoot. This is all John Wooden stuff, fundamentals. <laughs> I got her on the bounce pass. Didn't you see the Jimmy Valvano 30 for 30? Fundamentals. When that black dude from DeMatha, he said, I went to Indy, I went to DeMatha High School. And Coach John Wooden, I think that was the coach's name, he goes, he worked on one thing, fundamentals. And that's how North Carolina State played that game, a chess wow. pass. He described something, something happened with a chess pass, that they would work on chess passing. He that's broke it. it down to that simple. Every day, chess pass. Every day, mic and drills. You know what mic and drills are? Mm -mm. When you take the ball and you put it in the circle. Okay. And then you have to get to the other side, jump and get it, and keep tapping it, tapping keeping it, it going, tapping and it, keeping it going. You know, all this shit, because I've been watching that Michael Jordan stuff. Oh, that's great. And it drives me bananas, because I loved all that shit. That's what I did. Yeah. So, yes, I got it. Even she came up to me. She had a dress on, by the way. She yeah, wore like, a beautiful dress on. And on the way out, and also after like two of those and two sets or whatever, I go, do two more. She did them on her own, and she came home, and she goes, Dad, I got to stop. I go, watch, because I'm getting sweaty. I don't like to be sweaty. I go, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> it's for you to get sweaty and burn some of that fucking energy out of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so then she she go goes, home and be, have a little goes, more peace. What time is it? Can we go home already? I go, hell no. You still owe me 10 rounds on the bike. <laughs> that's so great. And she did 10, and she goes, you know what? I'll do five more. And she did five more. She said that on her own? Yeah, it was 10.05. Oh, you might be so proud. I got her in the car. I gave her some water. I took her up to Beeman Park. Just to take a ride, I take long rides, I drive under the speed limit just mm -hmm. to get her out, and that's when I broke it down to her. I go, there's a thing called cabin feet, where there's a movie called The Shining, where a guy goes crazy, <laughs> too. he starts seeing two little midget girls, yeah. and he starts killing his wife and stuff. I didn't break it down for her. I go, this is where cabin fever comes from, the mountains being snowed in. Mm -hmm. I go, the reason why I do these things to you is so you don't get cabin fever. Right now, you don't have to worry about COVID. You have to worry about COVID, mental health, yeah. and your physical being. Yeah. This is all going to be part of something. And we're all going to come out of this with something. We could avoid coming out of this with something. We're all going to be fucked up for a while over this. Mm -hmm. uh, some of us will be affected when we see people, when people don't social distance, we're going to be forced to say, get the fuck away. Yeah. You know, you know, whatever. So, but if you don't take care of you, there's a lot of people suffering mentally right now. I completely agree. I call all my single friends every day. Do I not, gentlemen? Yes. And I thank break you. your balls. Yeah, thank you. That's for a reason. Because four walls get small on yep. anybody. Yep. And I've been to prison. I know the game, bitch. 
Yeah. I know that from 9.30 in my house till fucking midnight till I go to bed, my mind thinks a lot differently than it does. Yeah. And sometimes if you see the phone ring after 10 and it's me, pick it up. It's because maybe I need help. Yes. Maybe uh, I want, like last night, no, we spoke about comedy. We spoke about comedy for a little while, me and Lee, for like 30 minutes. I got off the phone with him, and I went right to bed after that. I you felt, felt great. so much better. Yeah, so yeah. you got to talk to people in this time. Absolutely. That's what out. I do all day long. Do not text message. Reach out to them. Listen to their voices. Exactly. Detect the signs. Yeah, because it might take a while for somebody to get comfortable enough to open up or even realize what they're dealing with. I think a lot of people are like, no, everything's fine. Then you get them on the phone for five minutes, ten you, minutes, you and then it starts to come out. one of your buddies is slipping, buy him a mask, meet him somewhere. Yeah, go for a walk. I'm going to do that tomorrow for maybe a buddy. Not, maybe they're not prepared for a walk. Maybe they're just prepared for you to look at Say them hi. belly to belly. Yeah. And say hi and get hit by the sun. Yeah. And you know, there's no pollution. So the sun is really hitting you with God's love now. That's great. If you're out in the sun now, you feel the sun. That's Next great. time you gentlemen go down Mount Laurel Canyon, go down to Hunger. Make believe you're going to Hunger mm -hmm. and look straight and see what you see. You're going to see things you've never seen before. The mountains are completely clear. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Where Bobby Lee moved behind there, that, that, that those that area there, you see it now from here. Wow. I'll take you to the end of Tahunga and you could see it because the pollution has gone. Like that fog we had. Yeah. Has, you know, so I always go down to Tahunga and I show my daughter, look, a year ago, you didn't even know that those houses existed. Yeah. Now you know those houses existed. It's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of this. I see way more birds. I see way more families hanging out together. I see these bluebirds that are like brothers. Yes. They're fucking beautiful. Yes. They live in my backyard. They hang out together and they fight for two minutes. I got some type of animal living in my yard. He ripped apart a bird the other day. It was like a kitten or something in my animal. I mean, I came out and there was feathers everywhere. I thought somebody was doing Santa. <laughs> I thought somebody was going down somewhere. I think a lot of people are doing like the sort of like little mini gifts. Like you wouldn't think, like get like I wouldn't think as a kid. Some someday my friend's gonna give me some shrimp and I'm gonna freak out. That's all I've been <laughs> thinking about. I'm loving this talk, but right in the back of my brain, I'm going, "What's the best use of this shrimp?" I'm like, yeah, people, everyone's doing. Like, I, I, asking your neighbor if you need something when you go to the store. Yeah, it's bringing out the best in people. Yeah, people Listen. are cooking. People are trading food like baseball cards. If it's your birthday, I'll sit there and. Bang my head off the wall and not know what to get you. I really won't. I don't yeah. know what to get any of you guys. Yeah. Except give you a hundred bucks and tell you to go get a steak at Ruth Chris. Any asshole could do that. Right. Any jerk off could do that. That means I'm just making your life easy. I got too much. I had too much time to go think. Right now in this time, when you knock on somebody's door at 930 at night, and they open up the door and they have a look on their face, like they haven't paid the rent in two months. Mm. And you give somebody a meatball sandwich. <laughs> at first, they're going to look at you because they're going to go back to them being who they used to be. Yeah. And they're going to think for a minute, why are you knocking on my door at 930 at night, you fucking idiot? <laughs> but today, you open up that door and you go, wow. I was just going through a bad hour, man. Mm -hmm. A fucking meatball sandwich. Listen, I'm a vegan. 
But I'm taking a bite. But I'm taking a bite. Yeah. Even if it just takes your mind off of it for an hour, eat a meatball sandwich and watch a movie you used to like. If me, if I'm me bringing you a cake and giving Lee diabetes, that's not a gift. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do. I know that you've been cooking a lot of pork lately. Yeah. And pork is about to be exist. Like in a year, we're gonna have to pay two thousand dollars for it. You're absolutely pork. right. Yep. And so, if you got pork chops at home, eat them good. Enjoy them. Ooh, some nice pork chop with some red beans and rice, uh, and some fried bananas. Jesus Christ! Oh, I can't wait nice for that grill. place you took me to for my birthday that one time where they did the Cuban fried rice. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it is it open? I don't think it's open. Ah. Oh. I don't think it's open. That was good. He he did that for me once. He 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 like Joey never tells me when he's gonna show up. He says, but sometimes he'll say I'm gonna show up, and then he doesn't call for a, a day. And I'm like, all right. But then sometimes Joey would just call and be like, come downstairs in two minutes. And like it's been it's been pizza from the pizza wagon, and then one time he brought me a uh, the the fried rice. Ugh. and it was nothing makes nobody's <laughs> night like. Food in the middle of the night. Oh, it's the best. There's only two things you want after nine o'clock. Okay? <laughs> As a man, somebody to suck your dick. You don't care who it is at this point. <laughs> after nine o'clock, if you're a single guy, between you and the four walls, you'll take a dick sucking from anybody. <laughs> a fat chick, a fat dude, the neighbor. She could be eighty, and you'll let her over. She just wants to suck your dick and have a beer. There's, and I'm, I know this is the family out. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> But at the same time, there's nobody in this room who's listening that somebody would knock on your door and fucking show up with a tray of stuffed shells. It's the greatest. At 9.30 at night. You're like, I'm not going to eat these till tomorrow, but thank you. And all of a sudden you sit down, you start watching Michael Jordan running up that court, and you're like, man, I just got a little hungry watching this motherfucker. You know, because right now is not the time. I don't know. It's not, it's, it's, this is a special time. It is. This and there's is, no blueprint for this it. This is a time that you should be sad because of the debts and the families and the people who have suffered. But you should also, like somebody said, the luckiest people right now, the people who have gotten COVID and survived. Mm-hmm. They're the people that are in good shape right yeah. now. But you know what? Through all this stuff, we've managed to keep our heads together as us three. Mm -hmm. This, to me, this podcast is more of a celebration. Amen. After fucking eight weeks of staying in together. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're social distancing. We got the door open. We got masks here. You know, we sanitize this place. Yep. You hear right there? I got to spray Lee with a double dose. (laughs) You know, he's got I would love to see how much he has in that house. You must got, have a case. I had the hand got, sanitizer before I even walked in here. I've got so much shit ready for war. I'm holding on to the Lysol. Yeah. The Lysol I got, I'm holding on to. I got that hidden. Just in case. I'm like that, those dudes in Michigan that stockpile the Lysol. <laughs> Preppers. Somebody, I got, think I got like six cans of Lysol for later. For whatever's going to come to later or tomorrow or... If something doesn't come, whatever. I'm fucking prepared. Always be prepared. But this has just made us three more family. Absolutely. This has made you know who the fuck doesn't give a fuck about you anymore. Yep. And who the fuck cares about you. This time has showed us people's true colors. Yeah. 
who's going to fail you, and who's who's just talking. Yeah. Like a politician all the time. But we're doers. You're uh-huh. a doer. You know, I called you the other day at 8.30 in the morning, and you were bringing food to our older comics. Yeah. You know, you're a doer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, this is why I'm here doing the podcast for you. I love you. If and anybody it. believes in the word family, it's Steve Simone. The behavior he's uh, done the last eight, nine weeks. He's gotten Lee out of his little personal rut and taken him around. That should be a series. You're, I don't care what you're trying to sell to Amazon. That's mm. a series. You and him with a camera behind you, him eight feet behind you, not because of social distancing, <laughs> but because his world is but he's falling put, apart. he's putting the work in, though. He's sweating. That's it. He is. I'm proud Fuck. of you, Lee. Jerry Seinfeld is not doing God, Jerry with cars no more. Not doing No that. comedians in cars? No, he's not doing it no more. He's too rich. He's not going he's yeah. to he, yeah. get COVID. But getting your friend in shape with Steve Simone, and he's your first subject. Yeah, we could do that. You got to see what I saw that day when I made the left from fucking, and you were both jaywalking. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a truck thought about hitting you. Uh, there was a truck that thought about hitting you, and he goes, forget it. I'll put too much damage on this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> you were walking behind him. Your back was turned. Your face oh. mask was crooked. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, had a, you had a dry patch of leprosy that came back from the Christian era that Jesus threw back at you because all you Jews had leprosy before Jesus showed up. Even the leprosy came out. You had blotches of leprosy. And I remember when I came up, you look like Richard Pryor in Superman 2. Remember when he saw Superman, he goes, Superman, thank God, it's you. I think it was Richard Pryor. No, Gene Hackman. Uh, Gene Hackman in Superman 2 when he goes, Superman, thank God you're here. And he's like, you're a bum. <laughs> That's the happiest Lee ever. Lee never wants to see me. And that day when I pulled over, he's like, I love this motherfucker. Uh, I get to take a break. Yeah. He, <laughs> he took that mask down, and he was like, oh. <gasps> That's a show, guys. Yeah, how great was that conversation, oh, yeah. though? To me, that's God. Yeah, just the timing of that—that that you're yeah, coming around the corner, the you store. see that moment. Oh, and I then saw, we had laughs. I had to stop, and Lee was so happy. He's like, "Oh, you just made my week, Joey. Thank God you. Sh- I never want to see you, but this is the only time I want to see it." And I showed up without an edible. And, and I was hoping you were going to give me a ride back to the back to where we parked the cars. No, I didn't want oh, you in the fucking car. That's all I could think of. I was like, hey, let's I even I even took a ride and then caught and up. And then with you met us and beat you. The, you, you. <laughs> you made sure that we did the walk. Yeah, we finished the walk. Then we kept yeah. on talking. And if something happens to Steve, I'm going to pick you up like Sylvester Stallone picks up Creed, and I'm going to just drive with you. And you're walking. I'm going to be barking orders at you. Do ten push-ups. Get up <laughs> from the Keep car. Walking from the car. People beeping at me. Get out of the way, you fucking psycho. <laughs> I'm working here. I'm working here. This is COVID training. <laughs> Can't do that to Jews. With a fucking silo, with one of those things. Like, the oh, megaphone. With the megaphone. You cocksucker. <laughs> and I'll go to your house and do it. I'll you cocksucker, you. come down here now. You owe me money. Boot camp with you Uncle fucking, Joey. You took oh, money from my hooker. I'll get out there. You took money from my hooker. Lee Syatt. Lee Syatt in apartment 16. <laughs> this is like 4B. 4B. <laughs> Rossi. Janice Rossi. <laughs> I want you all to know she's a whore. <laughs> Lee's in apartment 
crumbled up by poor Janice. <laughs> crumbled. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> I'm, right now, I'm trying to decide what you want to pick uh, the walk or the, just take the abuse on, on the megaphone. I might just take the abuse on the megaphone. Oh, no, but then after that, I'm sending you things. I'm sending 911 to your house. <laughs> There's a man up there threatening suicide with a gun. Oh, yeah. I'll get squat in front of your house. I'll get you out of that house. Trust me. I can change voices. I'm like Inspector Cluzo. If, if there's a payphone, I'll keep sending them. I'll keep sending them. I'll, I'll put gloves on so they can't get the fingerprints. I will dial 911. I will call SWAT and tell them you got a fucking thousand guns over there you want to see helicopters yeah and, helicopters and all you want to do is shoot germans oh. that's it you want to shoot oh. germans and people who work at circuses <laughs> oh. oh i can't breathe i love you steve Simone. i love thank you too. thank you for me. your time thank you i can't wait to Yeah.